Prologue Three Years Ago Deep inside the Brazilian jungle stood an old cathedral, a solitary stone structure located at the end of a tributary that was more Mayan in influence than Catholicism. The walls were gray and cracked with growing fissures due to the erosion of its foundation, so the seating of the stone blocks no longer aligned on top of one another. Vines as thick as pythons crept along the walls, perhaps keeping them pieced together where mortar had failed to hold, and old columns that once stood firm now lay in fragments along the jungle floor. The lone entryway that led deep inside the ancient cathedral was vaguely perceptible beneath the cape of intertwining vines and leaves that covered it, and behind this flourishing veil a world existed where people lived and died, where a government body ruled by one law, one rule, and one religion. With everyone living as a collective under the power of three men, the triumvirate of fallen angels. Corridors with bends that seemed never-ending led deep into vast underground chambers that were lit by ancient torches or vats filled with oils. Living quarters were small and spartan with little possessions, and those who followed the triumvirate did so with unquestioning obedience. In the middle of the cathedral, was a limestone stage surrounded by burning lanterns with three chairs equivalent to pontifical thrones that held the ornate carvings of winged angels and demons doing battle with sword and shield, with each chair telling a different story. Sitting in these chairs were the members of the triumvirate, all aged cast-offs from the Nazi party. They were wearing hooded cowls which kept their faces steeped in darkness beneath the extension of the head's covering, as they waited patiently for one of the underlings to report the nature of a mission in play. At the end of the chamber, a bullet-shaped door made of thick wood with bands of black steel and rivets holding it together opened, then closed, with its protesting hinges echoing throughout the chamber like the raking of fingers across a blackboard. A man, wearing a cowl, stepped into a circle of marginal light with his hands hidden beneath the fabric of his sleeves. His hood was drawn back, revealing the smooth features of a male from Aryan descent. Even with the faint licks of flame that burned feebly in the lanterns, one could see the bleached blonde hair, the aqua-blue eyes, and the glint of instilled prejudices that burned with a fuel far greater than the oil that simmered in the lamps. When he was about twenty feet from the steps that led to the thrones of the triumvirate, the man stopped and bowed his head. "'Your luminaries,' he said. The three members of the triumvirate remained as still as Grecian statues for a long measure, until the one sitting in the middle finally raised a palsied, liver-spotted hand. You have news, yes? His voice had grown too old to articulate correctly, his words slow and thick, but manageable enough to be deciphered by trained ears. I do, your luminary, he answered. 
I've received word that Shepherd One and its dignitaries are flying over Brazil as we speak. On board are fourteen cardinals who are well guarded by six members of the Vatican Knights. The aged luminary lowered his hand and set it to rest on the carved rail of the throne. It wasn't the cardinals he was concerned with, but the company they kept. Six Vatican Knights. A most valued prize. Everything's in the place, then? asked the luminary. The underling bowed his head before speaking, something all underlings did before addressing a luminary of the triumvirate. They are, he answered. Very good, the luminary said. Then it has begun.